guys, and welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And today, we want to talk to you about something that Brian and I have both battled with throughout our lives. But first, (laughs) we want to invite you to come check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. You can find my book there, articles that we've written, current and past podcasts, and a new thing that we just added, which is marriage mentoring sessions with us. And we really want to invite you guys to go check that out. If you are needing support, direction, or even someone to listen, we can be that for you. Yeah. So we've really been enjoying doing these podcasts together. Yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes it's a little struggle to get started on them. <laughs> like well, today. <laughs> it's a struggle for you to get me involved. <laughs> But um, once we get involved in them, yeah, they're they're actually they're quite enjoyable even for us because it kind of sometimes it kind of gets things open, mm-hmm. you know, opens conversation for us to even later hit on, you know, right. and kind of talk over things that that we brought up in the podcast, and we've been getting a lot of good feedback from people as well. We've had a lot of people. I've had a lot of people. I know you have. Yeah, come up and just said that they are getting encouragement from our podcast. And that's what we really want out of it. Yeah. Because we want to give people hope and encouragement that no matter what you're going through, don't have to be a marriage thing. It could be anything. It could be financial, spiritual, you know, anything that God can get you through it. Oh, for sure. And even like what we're going to talk about today, this is not just marriage themed. You know, the, the issue that we're talking about, people deal with this in all walks of life, whether you're single, married, divorced, widowed, you know, whatever the situation is, people What's do. that? <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about some coping skills that people use to get through hard situations and maybe some tools that people that I have used that maybe wasn't exactly the right tool that I should have used. <laughs> in my situation. So moving into today, we really want to talk to you guys about anger. So don't turn it off. Don't turn off the podcast. Oh, I know what tools you use now. (laughs) Don't turn it off. Please listen to the end because, you know, I think if I was sitting in a a sermon and the pastor's like, I'm going to talk about anger today. I would have been like, yep, bathroom break right now. But like I said in the beginning, this is something that Brian and I both battled with. And I also want to say, you know, a lot of people associate anger with being a sin. And I totally don't agree with that because it's an emotion that we have. And God gave us these emotions. So being angry or mad is not bad. But the type of anger that we're going to talk about had left the station. It was no longer anger for me, but it was heading towards rage. So I I think the the big point is, is maybe not to sin in your anger. Yeah. It's like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's natural for us to get angry at times about situations. Are you supposed to not be mad? (laughs) Depends on who slaps you. I think whoever slapped me, I would be mad. With your little kid, probably not. 
but no, I, yeah, I think like don't don't sin in your anger, which is is a hard thing to do. You gotta, gosh, because you know then it becomes like a fleshly thing. Like, but are we, if we're angered, are we able to draw that line and stop at the boundary to not sin? You know, even to like to hate. You know, for your anger to become hate towards somebody. Yeah, um, but there's always like a door. Yeah, there's yeah, it's it's a very it's a very fine line there. But um yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Cuz uh you know it's almost like you just want to say just give up all that anger and stuff, just give it to God, which that's what we should do. But I know in reality anger does dwell up in you and well up in you at times. Yeah. I know. And I think that I did Google anger and rage because I was like, what are the difference? I mean, you got to be angry to have rage, right? So (laughs) what exactly is the difference? So it says anger is an emotional state of aggression and hostility towards someone or something. Anger can actually be good and lead to positive outcomes, either by acting as a motivator to perform and succeed or acting as a means to overcome some personal difficulties. And when you think about that, that actually is true because, you know, if you're like, okay, say this is just a hypothetical, but like you're somebody who's maybe you've got a lot of excess weight, you know, you've had several kids and you're like, wow, I've got all this excess weight. And every time you go to the store, you're like, you can't find clothes that fit. And it's just, it's a bad experience. Or like going bathing suit shopping, like it's, it, that's worse. Like that's, you, you know, you blacklist that you don't, (laughs) you don't do that. But that type of, you know, being upset and mad at how you feel about yourself can actually be a motivator to get the baby weight off or to get in shape. You know what I mean? So like anger can be a positive motivator sometimes, Um, the rage is best described as a fit of violence, anger, and fury. It is the most extreme expression of anger. Rage can be physically violent. It can drive someone to physically attack another person, throw objects, or destroy property, drive people to hurt other people emotionally. Some describe it as seeing red. I've heard that. You know, you, we watch some murder shows sometimes and people will say, I don't know what happened. I just saw red. And that's what I would describe as rage. So there you go. There's the difference between anger and rage. So when you say I was so full of rage, well, were you really, or were you just really mad? (laughs) So for me, I'm just kind of take you guys on a journey of how I learned to cope with my circumstance that we were going through, like just all the marriage turmoil and the infidelities and the betrayals and the traumas, how I functioned or how I coped was I grabbed onto anger as a coping mechanism for me. And so when me and Brian were going through our really hard season, I was angry a lot. And sometimes I know this might sound strange, but I wouldn't feel like I came alive until I would become angry. And there was so much happening around me 
you know, my husband was running around on me. I felt unsafe. I was abandoned. And anger was literally the only emotion that would give me a sense of control. I couldn't control what was happening. But the anger was like my way of saying, this isn't okay. And the anger was the only control I had. Even though like it literally, it doesn't, it really doesn't give you control. You're just, you're just angry. So I just want to say, I'm not saying that you can't be mad. I mean, my goodness, how unhumanly possible that is. So much happens in our lives that ticks us off. You know, the situation that I was going through, how could I be like, oh, you can't sit, you can't, don't be angry, angry, that's a sin. Well, my situation was maddening. You know what I mean? It's like everything going on around me was enough to drive a person crazy or insane or lose their mind. Of course I was angry. So in saying all of that, I want to say I had grabbed onto a wrong coping skill to help me. So I thought, and I grabbed onto anger and it actually, there was a few moments it had crossed over into rage. (laughs) If I'm going to be completely honest, but I didn't do this like willingly or knowingly. It was all subconscious. It really was. So, but the type of anger that I'm referring to was one that essentially fed me, if that makes sense. My lack of control in the situations going on caused me to latch onto anger as a sense of false control. Yeah. Anger is a, uh, it is, it's, it's hard to control sometimes. And like you said, there was things that was out of your, out of your control that angered you, which, you know, later on, like when I guess we were trying to reconcile or, you know, right, right. Maybe right before we, we decided to work things out. And of course my life changed obviously to make that happen. But, you know, there was, there was some even situations there because I knew and, and still this day, you know, I've, I'll admit to anyone like what I did wrong and my role in that. But, and even then, you know, I knew what I had done wrong, but there came a point in time when literally like a family member and a good friend they decided to get on like this bandwagon together and just like start throwing accusations out. That wasn't true at all. It was almost like they was like, Hey, he, you know, he has no integrity. Like everything that is being said, he's done. So let's throw something else into the mix. Because it would be hard for you to defend yourself. Well, in yeah. that situation. And, and I didn't, I didn't, it made me angry, but I didn't try to defend, my, defend myself. I think I might've at, at the beginning. And then I was just like, well, for, you said your defense was, that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, and then, you know, after, after that, I was just like, forget it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, how did you deal it, with that? Like that anger, because that was unjust, you know, that was unjust. So how did you? It was. It was. It. Uh, I mean, I'm over it now. It's just. But how did you get over it? I just pretty much let God deal with it. Let God take care of it because I knew there was nothing I could do. I knew I didn't have any integrity at that point. I didn't have any, like any, as far as like 
credibility. I didn't understand it at all. I mean, I felt really hurt by it because here I knew the kind of person I was and the things I'd done was wrong. And I was like, but why in the world were two people are supposedly supposed to care about me start this and just throw it into the mix? It was almost like it was done on purpose. Like they knew that I didn't have any credibility. And, uh, but I don't know. I just, you know, it did hurt, but. Time? I, do you feel like time helped or do you feel like you. Yeah, time. Yeah, time. Time's helped because I don't even think about it anymore. Gosh, I didn't even think about it until you brought it up today. And, you know, I've been around both of those people ever since. And I don't think about it when I'm around them. Obviously don't hold it against them because. I still have things to do with them, you know, but, you know, I think back then at that point, I just, I, I, I didn't really understand it. It was almost like they were trying to hurt me worse or get back at me, you know, by, by doing it. Like, not, like not, kick you while you're down. Exactly. Sort of thing. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's exactly how I felt. It's like, okay, he's down. Let's just go ahead and kick him some more. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I was done. And you know, like I said, I don't hold against either one of them. I don't, but you know, it, it was, there was, it was, it was, it was a time of anger and really hurt, you know, cause like a lot of your, a lot of your anger comes from being hurt. Probably all of it, to be honest. So, you know, as goes back to the old term we've said before, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of times when people's hurting, they come across with anger. But, you know, God, God healed. I know God, he healed that, that area that I was hurt in and the anger that was there from it too. Yeah. I know God is the one that took that, took that away. Cause like I said, I don't even, until you brought it up today before the podcast, I, had, I haven't even thought about it. I hadn't thought about that at all, no, which never. is good. Yeah. That's really good. I know. And I think that's a good example of like what it looks like when maybe something is done against you that's unjust. Like, what do you do with that anger? Where do you put that? You know, do you, and I'll, I'll talk about like, I even said before, for me, I didn't even feel alive sometimes until I would tap into that anger. Because like I said, that was feeding me. And once I would kind of cross over into that, like, you know, me and my family would sit around, Brian, and we just like bash you and it would turn into like a, you know, verbal homicide. Well, during those things, I felt like I had some control and I felt alive, even though that narrative was false. <laughs> Leaving that verbal homicide of you, I had no more control than I did when we started. Yeah, because I didn't know you were doing it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I mean, I didn't know in the moment that you were bashing me if you were sitting there at your family's house bashing me. I, mean, I kind of figured you were, but. Oh, yeah. Well, hey. But most people were then. <laughs> most people were. And like we said, you know, we're not saying that being mad is not okay because, you know, that's not possible. I'm saying living in anger is not okay. And that's what I did because of the situation. I grabbed onto a wrong tool and as a form of control or stability, and that was anger. 
I actually had to be delivered (laughs) of a demon of anger years ago. And that's how embedded it was inside of me. Life puts us in so many positions, though, where anger could be, you know, in our minds, anger could be justified. And well, that know, was the thing. I felt justified. Right. I yeah, felt I mean, like I have a right to be angry. Right. Which, I mean, there's I mean, there's people that we know that their kids have been molested. Yeah. And some of them's even said that they they're not angry at the person who committed that. You know, they don't know how. I mean, I mean, it's obvious God, God has changed their hearts. But I mean, for me, if anybody ever did that to one of our kids, you know, it would it would be hard for me not to just automatically go into anger. But, you know, it's, it's where it's just such a fine line of where you allow God to step in and deal with the unjust in your life. Because there's going to be so many times in life in so many different ways and manners that we feel we've been unjustified. Yeah. And I think that, you know, any time where there's been an injustice against you, where somebody has like committed some form of injustice against you, it's usually in the form of where love has been violated in some way, you know? And I was thinking about in Ephesians 4, it's Ephesians 4, 26 to 27. It says, don't let the passion of your emotions, and this is the passion translation, which I like so much, but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. And see, in my situation, the enemy was the starting point and he was the middle. But God came in and rescued our end. But he set the trap for you. He set all of that up. You fell into the trap. And then he came to me with anger and with rage towards the situation that he caused to begin with. And so in a sense, he was hooking us both. And I had allowed anger through an unjust situation control me. The enemy caused the bad situation, like I said, hook me deep with anger and bound me to the only thing I thought I could control was anger. And I know a lot of people struggle with this. I do. I get it. There's so many things going on in the world that upset you, that make you mad. But do you live there? You know, are you easily angered? Is that like one of the first things that comes up? You know, how often do you find yourself getting angry through the day or through the week? Is that, are you known for that? You know, do people refer to you as that? You know, sometimes when you take a step back, you start to see, wow, okay, maybe this is something, maybe anger isn't just something I feel about a situation, but maybe it's turned into somewhere I live. Yeah. I just, I think a lot of times with anger, it just comes from our mindset. You know, it's just changing our mindset allowing God to control our mind. 
and having a mind of Christ. Because like you said, there's so many things, not only in your normal day-to-day or your uh, personal life, but just so many things going on in the world nowadays, you know, it just does not seem fair. Um, just the way things are shifting, you know, we can get angry about that or we just stand on the word of God knowing that he's in control. And, you know, it's said so many times and we've, we've heard it at church and it's said in songs, God never loses a battle. Yeah. Never, ever. And, you know, sometimes it might look like it's gonna, it's going the opposite way, but if it's looking like it, obviously the end isn't, you haven't reached the end. So, you know, just so many times, like we think things might not be going the way we think they should, but you know, God's going to win out in the end. But, uh, you know, I think it's just keeping a positive mind, you know, just getting up like the, the evangelist last night said something that, you know, there's so many times we wake up. I mean, you might wake up at three in the morning or four in the morning to start your day or, might wake up at eight thirty or nine, you know, some people. <laughs> but uh you know, he, he said the day starts at twelve o'clock midnight. New day. Yeah, it's a new day. And a lot of times so many of us are asleep, you know, some of us are working third shift or what have you then. But if we were just even before we go to bed, you know, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, gosh, you know, maybe just sit you know, we pray overnight with the kids. Maybe we should start praying that when the clock hits 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock and that new day starts, even though that we're asleep, that God just moves and stirs in our lives and positive things just resets us, are reset in us and downloaded. And because, you know, it's like you said, if you don't wake up till eight o'clock, you know, there's already been seven or eight hours went by of the new day mm-hmm. that you've been asleep. But that don't mean that the spiritual battle isn't raging around you. So, yeah, you know, just 12 o'clock reset every day, you yeah. know, at, at midnight that your day will be set with positive things and you'll see life in a new way, mm-hmm. you know, and just yeah, be and encouraged to, to try to live your life very like- positive. I think sometimes even like our perceptions of things are not even what they are. You know what I mean? Like we could be so upset and so angry about something where it's just eating us up. Right. And it's our perception, not reality. That's not in every situation. I'm not saying like that's every situation. It's totally not. But in closing out, I just want to say um, if you are struggling with anger, if you're struggling with not living there, there is hope. Trust me, because I lived there. Like anger was my home. Anger was my bed. (laughs) Anger was like my, you know, my morning pill to start the day. For me, anger was so deep. I had to get, I had to walk through deliverance and be delivered of it. But you know, if this is you, if what we're talking about, if you're like, wow, um, I might have some issues with anger. Maybe you've grabbed onto it as a wrong coping mechanism. Like guys, I just want to say, have some grace on yourself because sometimes in those moments, I mean, my goodness, 
I was raised in church my entire life and I still grabbed onto the wrong tool Mm -hmm. because of my situation. My situation was enough to make anybody angry, but I didn't just grab onto it. I like latched onto it Mm -hmm. and let it just deeply embed inside of me. And that was the enemy. That was all the enemy is doing. That was his goal to begin with. But if this is you, there is hope and there's help. You know, maybe it's through a counselor, maybe talking to your pastor, maybe stepping away from the situation or whatever it is for a while or a season, whatever. Maybe it's walking through deliverance like I had to. I mean, I've done all of those things. I have talked to the pastor. I have gone to counseling. I have walked away from situations for a season. I'm in one of those seasons right now where I'm having to keep different people at arm's length because of that reason. Or maybe it's deliverance. Maybe anger has gotten so deeply embedded in you that it's literally you need deliverance from the demon of anger. Maybe that's you. And that's okay. That is okay. Whatever you need to do to find peace from the burning anger that's inside, do it. I just want to give you encouragement and permission to just go do it. And closing out, I just want to say this final statement. If you feel like you're breaking down right now, you're not breaking down. You're breaking through. We just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe to our podcast. Until next time, we we bless bless you. you.